0: Chapter forty one, the last chapter of Mr. Midshipman Easy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mr. Midshipman Easy by Captain Frank Marriott. Read by Adrian Pretzelis. Chapter forty one, which winds up the nautical adventures of Mr. Midshipman Easy. In half an hour the prizes were again alongside, the men put on board, and the boat hoisted up. The frigate still remained becalmed to leeward, and hoisted in her boats. They watched until she was hid by the shades of night, and then, wearing round, stood away, with the wind two points free, for the coast of Sicily. The next morning when the sun rose there was nothing in sight strange anomaly in a state of high civilization, where you find your own countrymen avoided and more dreaded than even your foes. The run was prosperous, the weather was fine, and the prizes did not part company. On the sixteenth day the Ribiera and her convoy anchored in Palermo Bay. The wind was light in the morning that they stood in. And as Jack had a large blue flag with RIBIERA in white letters hoisted at the main, Don Philip and Don Martin were on board and greeting our hero before the Ribiera's anchor had plunged into the clear blue water. The information which our hero received, after having been assured of the health of Agnes and her parents, was satisfactory. The disappearance of the Friar had at first occasioned much surprise but as the servants of don ribiera swore to his return without the black and the letter of don ribiera sent to the convent requesting his presence was opened and read there was no suspicion against the family a hundred conjectures had been afloat but gradually they had subsided and it was at last supposed that he had been carried off by the banditti some of whom had been taken and acknowledged that they had seized a friar on a day they could not recollect. The reader will remember that it was mesty. The Riviera received pratique, and Jack hastened on shore with Don Philip and his brother, and was once more in company of Agnes, who, in our hero's opinion, had improved since his departure. Most young men in love think the same after an absence, provided it is not too long. The prizes were sold and the money distributed, and every man was satisfied, as the cargoes fetched a larger sum than they had anticipated. We must pass over the pros and cons of Don Ribiera and his lady, the pleading of Jack for immediate nuptials, the unwillingness of the mother to part with her only daughter, the family consultation, the dowry, and all these particulars a month after his arrival jack was married and was of course as happy as the day was long a few days afterwards mr oxbelly advised departure as the expenses of the vessel were heavy and it was his duty to do so don philip and don martin obtained leave to go to england with their sister and her husband nevertheless jack who found palomo a very pleasant residence was persuaded by the don and his wife to remain there a month and then there was crying and sobbing and embracing and embarking, and at last the rebiera whose cabins had been arranged for the reception of the party weighed and made sail for Malta, Jack having promised to call upon the Governor. In four days they anchored in Vallette Harbour, and Jack paid his respects to his old friend who was very glad to see him. The Governor sent his own barge for Mrs. Easy, and she was installed in the State Apartments, which were acknowledged to be very comfortable our hero had as usual a long story to tell the governor and the governor listened to it very attentively probably because he thought it would be the last which opportunity jack employed to narrate the unfortunate end of his father i would not have said so at the time miss daisy but now the wound is healed i tell you that it is the best thing that could have happened poor old gentleman he was mad indeed our hero remained a fortnight at malta and then signora easy was re-embarked and once more the ribiera made sail fare you well my lad what i have seen of your brothers-in-law pleases me very much and as for your wife it will be your own fault if she is not all that you would wish if ever i come to england again i will pay my first visit to forest hill god bless you but sir thomas never did go back to england and this was their final adieu once more the rebiera pursued her course stopped one day or two at gibraltar shared the proceeds of the captured gunboat and then made sail for england where she arrived without adventure or accident in three weeks Thus ended the last cruise of Mr Midshipman Easy. As soon as their quarantine at the Motherbank was over they disembarked and found Dr Middleton and Mr Hansen waiting for them at the George Hotel. Our hero scarcely had time to introduce his wife when the waiter said that a lady wished to speak to him. She did not wait to know if Jack was visible but forced her way past him. Jack looked at her large proportions, and decided at once that it must be Mrs. Oxbelly, in which conjecture he was right. "'Pray, sir, what do you mean by carrying off my husband in that way?' exclaimed the lady, red with anger. Uh, "'God forbid that I should have to carry your husband, Mrs. Oxbelly. He is rather too heavy.' "'Yes, sir but it's little better than kidnapping, and there's a law for kidnapping children in all events. I shall send my lawyer to you, that you may depend upon." "'You hardly can consider your husband as a child, Mrs. Oxbelly,' replied Jack, laughing. "'Very well, sir. We shall see. Pray, where is he now?' "'He is on board, Mrs. Oxbelly, and will be delighted to see you.' "'I'm not quite so sure of that.' he is very anxious to see little billy said gascoigne what do you know of little billy young man and more than anxious to be on shore again he's quite tired of sleeping single mrs oxbelly oh very well he has been talking has he very well exclaimed the lady in a rage but said easy i am happy to say that with pay and prize-money during his short absence he has brought home nearly 500 pounds 500 pounds you don't say so sir exclaimed mrs oxbelly are you sure of that quite sure rejoined gascoigne 500 pounds well that is comfortable dear me how glad i shall be to see him well mr easy it was hard to part with him in so unhandsome a way but All's for the best in this world. What a dear nice lady your wife is, Mr. Easy! But I won't intrude, beg pardon. Where is the brig, Mr. Easy?' "'Now coming into harbour, replied Gascoigne. "'If you bargain, you can get off for tuppence.' Five hundred pounds!' exclaimed Mrs. Oxbelly, whose wrath was now appeased. "'By all power! She no fool of a woman, that!' said Mesty, as she retreated, curtseying. "'I tink Mr Oxbelly very right, sleep tingle.' We have now come to the end of our hero's adventures. That afternoon they all started to for Forest Hill, where everything was ready for their reception. The Ribiera's men were paid off, and were soon distributed on board of His Majesty's ships. The vessel was sold, and Mr Oxbelly retired to Southsea to the society of his wife and little Billy. Whether he obtained from his wife a divorce de Thoreau is not handed down. Our hero, who was now of age, invited all within twenty miles of home to balls and dinners, became a great favourite, kept a pack of hounds, rode with the foremost, received a deputation to stand for the county in the Conservative interest, was elected without much expense, which was very wonderful and took his seat in Parliament. Don Philip and Don Martin, after two months' stay, took their passage back to Palermo, fully satisfied with the prospects of their sister as to competence and happiness. Jack had no occasion to argue the point with Agnes. She conformed at once to the religion of her husband, proved an excellent and affectionate wife, and eventually the mother of four children, three boys and a girl. Mesty held his post with dignity and proved himself trustworthy. Gascoigne, by the interest of the Conservative member, soon obtained the rank of post captain, and was always his devoted and sincere friend. And thus ends the history of Mr. Midshipman Easy. End of chapter forty one and end of Mr. Midshipman Easy by Frank Marriott. Read by Adrian Pretzelis in Santa Rosa, California, January 2010